WTLA North Syracuse, WSGO Oswego, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. Next, I'd like to introduce... Throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? That boy is good. Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. Well, he's going to get a little special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. This brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? Youngest, I, I medium, old. On all three of them, actually. I, now that I really think, yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh, man, I hate those guys. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. Good afternoon and welcome to The Daniel Baldwin Show. I'm here with Joshy Josh and Born to Love, but my name is Larry. Larry! Larry Dickman, ladies and gentlemen, in the house, as usual, a fierce presence on the wonder mic. Larry, how are you, sir? 0644 text line, you know how to get involved. How are you, Larry? No, he's already upset. No, I'm fine. Do we bother you when we ask you to say hello to the people? Yes. Why? (laughs) Bother me every time you tell me to go on the air with you. Wow, Larry, you can't just push buttons all life, especially mine. He's so... I'm going to make my own sound effects today. I'm not going to count on Larry. (laughs) He's salty today, Daniel. I have a feeling there was no... No sealing of the deals last night at the big event. We will talk about that at some point this morning. Or afternoon, rather. 288-0644 is the text line. 4 ESPN44 is the phone number. At ESPN Syracuse. That is your Twitter handle. And uh, here we go on a Friday show. I got a sugar-free monster in my hand. I'm not a monster aficionado. Mm -hmm. Um, I occasionally do the sugar-free Red Bull when I'm dragging a little bit. Mm -hmm. Today, I was, um, for the fifth time... This summer, um, I have been in the water, in the lake, on Oneida Lake, trying to crane up the back end of my boat, which was overtaken by waves, and now oh, my boat no. is in the water, like, uh, it, it's just a nightmare. And so you water, were in the water today? I was in the water today. It was freezing. I yeah. was in there for two and a half hours. At At one point, I had to go pee really bad. Yeah. And I thought, I'm not going all the way back up to the house. Of course, it's, you know, I've got multiple acres down there. It's yeah. private. So I, I go ahead and I uh, I excrete myself uh, in, 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 in the weeds, mm-hmm. and I could not, my thumbs and my fingers did not work. I could not put my pants back up. Oh, I literally- Because you were could, frozen, yeah. My, my, I, I, was, I, was, I was experiencing hypothermia. I was, it was really, really bad. So uh, um, it was, it's been you a long day. You it's couldn't been a long get, day. Uh, you couldn't get little Danny talked away in time? I, I couldn't. I could. It's me. <laughs> Couldn't get him tucked away, Larry. No, Larry. <laughs> so I got to tell you stories about yeah, Larry. Last I, night. I'm looking forward to I gotta, it. Oof, I, I might have to come. This might be a showstopper. I got to come back with it later. Yeah. And not, and not go with it right I now. Don't wanna, I don't want to anger him out the gate. And uh, I hate to remind you out there when I when I say interdivisional home dogs, uh, last night the New York Jets 34, the Buffalo Bills 21. And I warned you. Uh, you I warned you. When you're right, you're right. And you, even with the Jets, of all the teams to lose to, they lose to the Jets. But like you said, home dogs. All the way back to the year of the Super Bowl shuffle, I remember. You know, I I had known this rule, 
And I remember a guy saying, I think Tampa Bay won two games that year mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and I said, and, and Chicago was rolling down to Tampa on a roll, unstoppable. Uh, and I said, don't count Tampa Bay out and, co- and covering for sure. I think they won the game. But, yeah. Um, but, but certainly they, they covered the ridiculous 17-point spread on a Monday night game. It just seems to be the way it goes. It's, it's a big game for the teams. But, I mean, when you look at the NFC East, the Patriots are 6-2. and two, The Bills fall to 5-3. and three, The Dolphins are 4-3 and three, and the Jets are 4-5. and five. The Jets have played their way back into the thick of things in the East. When you eliminate the Patriots out of the equation and figure they're going to win the division, then it's up for grabs of who's going to get the wild card. When you look at the AFC West, I mean, they're terrible. You know, the, the records on the AFC West right now. So the Jets put themselves in a position, you know, a, a little past halfway through the season to make a run at, the, at at a wild card spot. And certainly the Bills, you know, at 5-3 and three are only a game behind, which is why I said to win the AFC East, what we're really looking at is two games against New England, um, and, and they fall three weeks apart. So mm-hmm. one at home, one away. It should be really interesting to see if the Jets, or rather, I'm sorry, the Bills can rally. Uh, the name of the game, though, um, really, for me, was Taylor was sacked seven times. Yeah, they came. Their, their defense was on last night. Well, you know, it was. I think it was a combination. The word was defense because if you're going to give up 34 points in a game, mm-hmm. you're, you're you better be a track meet team running yeah. some kind of real fast paced offense, similar to what Syracuse University does in offense. I mean, they're right over the ball. They're constantly moving it. They're constantly calling plays, and they don't give the defense a chance to substitute and a chance to make the necessary plays and call them on defense. They're, they're on the ropes. Um, but 34 points by by the Buffalo defense, I think that's a lot for them to overtake. Um, and seven sacks, you know, the Jets aren't exactly the greatest defensive team in the league either, you know, but if you're only going to put up 21 you let up 34, you're going to lose every time, that's for sure. Um, so, you know, when, when I think about, about looking at the game, I thought it was going to be closer than this. I really thought it was going to be a, a field goal game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Jets beat them handily. I mean, yeah. they, they, they were they were in control. I think I think uh, Buffalo scored ten points or fourteen points late in the game. So I mean, they had they had this game wrapped up for quite some time. They weren't sweating. It was one point was like twenty four to seven, I think. And the Jets ran the hell out of the ball, and the and the uh, Bills couldn't get any coverage. Lashawn McCoy, I think he had twenty five yards, twelve carries, something like that. So you you look at the like we've gone to defense. They stopped Buffalo from moving, but they took advantage of every opening. And they just won the game. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean it's uh, uh, it's funny how the difference between when you play at home and when you play on the road, and I don't think that it's as prevalent um, in the NFL as it is in college, where it's just so raucous, mm-hmm. you know. And, and certain rivalries will travel a lot of guys. That's another one of the things to think about in a Syracuse-Florida game. How many really fans are we going to have, you know, at Florida State? You know, I mean, we, I'm sure we'll have a presence, but yeah. that's a long travel as opposed to doing an Auburn, Alabama, Mississippi, Mississippi State. You know, we, we travel a long way being the one team that's way up or us and BC. Yeah, it's so, us and BC and then everybody else. Yeah. I mean, Pitt maybe a little bit, but it's otherwise. You... Does Pitt still have a football team? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm sorry. That's right. We played them. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but you got to look forward to the Bills. So the Bills, the next week it's the Saints. Then they go to Los Angeles, then it's Kansas City, and then it's the Patriots at home on week 13. This might be a rough few weeks for them. It's going to be rough, I yeah. Mean, um, the Saints are no joke. They, I don't want to play against Drew Brees. I mean, no. he, can, he can put it, he can heat it up quick. Although they struggled in the beginning of the season, they're playing a lot better now. 
Uh, and that's that. That's the worst. You don't want to play a team on the rise. You know, you 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 definitely would rather play a team that's down. L.A. is a chance to win a game. I think still a young organization, um, so I, I think the Bills will do well out there. Uh, but New England, uh, you know, whoever wants to play New England. Text line two eight eight zero six four four two eight eight zero six four four. Asking you this, Daniel, do you think Thursday night football has an effect on the players and the game? I guess you've got to play. F- Four days apart, essentially well, Sunday to well, Thursday. Well, remember something. So if you're – well, there's a big factor involved here. Um, if you're moving time zones, if you're coming out from the West Coast to play a team on the East or vice versa mm-hmm. on only four – and you played the, the Sunday before, you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, light practice, you're traveling. So you're probably flying the day before. Or you're flying that morning and practicing late in the afternoon at the location you're playing to. So absolutely that short rest period. Just think about the injuries. I mean, these are men that are smashing into each other on every play. So you need time to heal up. That's why Monday practice, you're going through film on Sunday. Monday, you're not killing each other. You start heating up a little more on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then you want them fresh Thursday and Friday. And the, and the travel can be quite extensive. You know, you, you when, by the time you get with the team, you get on the bus, you go to the airport, then you travel to the location you have to go to, you got to go off the plane, travel to wherever you're staying, probably close to the stadium, and then you got to check into the room. That's a whole day. That's a whole day that's mm-hmm. gone. You're not going to do any effective traveling that day or practicing that day. So absolutely, a Thursday night game has a dramatic effect. But moreover, what it does for the team, like a Jet team especially now, the Jets, for their franchise, had to win this game. It was a divisional game. It was at home. And, and really, four and five, they've put themselves in a position now, if they make a little run on it, they could easily get into the playoffs. So yeah. it was a really, really important game. But they're on national television with no other audience. So they know that this is a big game on TV. People get to see the New York Jets. People get to see the Buffalo Bills. It's the only game on TV. And that makes a big difference to a, to a, a professional franchise and a player, too, especially in endorsement deals, all kinds of stuff. You want to shine on national television. Your agent, I promise you, you have a big game coach. You go, well, bro, way to go. Coca-Cola called. They're talking about you now. You're back in the thick of things. Those types of things happen when you're the only game in town on ESPN that night. If you get off on a Monday night or, or on a Thursday night game, it's way better than doing it on Sunday because that's usually going to be regional coverage. Only two games get covered nationally. So that, that's a big, big thing. And what's interesting, too, if you think on that side of it, that did not bode well for the Bills. The Bills were having a great season, and then they stand out on a Thursday night game, a chance for you know Tyrod to shine or some players, Deshaun McCoy, to shine, and they get ran through. Well, I've had conversations before, and, and as you know, I just recently was um, at a function at Jim Kelly's mm-hmm. Lodge, and, and I remember the first thing I said to Jim was reminiscent of the last conversation I'd had previous when I saw him last, and I said, wow, they're really playing well. Huh? What a surprise for Taylor and and you know because he and I both looked and said is this guy and I was really feeding him more is he the guy that's going to lead you listen it's tough enough to be one of the guys that actually is the starting quarterback in the NFL what a rare fraternity that is but when you think about the difference between being a Danny White or a Roger Staubach back in the in, in the Dallas heydays as White was the heir apparent to Roger it was obvious that Danny was going to be a proficient NFL quarterback but was he going to be a guy that was going to be the leader that took you to multiple, even a Super Bowl? And the answer to that question was no, he wasn't. He wasn't a guy that was going to take you to that level. And you have to have a quarterback 
that's that good if you're going to win Super Bowls and if you're going to be in the mix you know, for multiple seasons and build a team around him. So my question was, is Taylor the answer? Is he the answer that's going to, when you're building this team now, and as we've consistently gotten better in Buffalo, is he the guy now that's going to take you to beat Brady two out of every three times? You know what I mean? And, and the answer for me still is a question mark. I don't believe he's proven that yet. I don't know that he's that guy, although he has gotten substantially better than he was last year, I think. He's, he's more poised to do things that are smarter, throwing a ball out of bounds, knowing when you can you know, pull the trigger in coverage. And you know, he's doing some things that are better than he did last year. But certainly, you, know, you can't walk in there and, and, and lose to the Jets and not even – it was 24-7. By that time, the Jet guys are sitting back on, run the ball, kill the clock – if they score two more touchdowns, we win by seven. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so and and they do that. They do that. They did. They run their offense based on what the score of the game is. Don't kid yourself. You don't keep coming out putting the ball up in the air time after time, even if you're a throwing offense. If you're up by twenty-one, you know, I mean, that, that's stupid. So because you you run the risk of giving the ball up to the other team, and, and you're not eating up as much clock every time you throw the ball incomplete or the guy runs out of bounds. So, um, you know, yeah, I. I, I I really hope that he gets it together because if not this season for them, if they don't get into the playoffs, the Buffalo Bills, I predict that the that the Bills will definitely have to start looking elsewhere for the quarterbacking service, uh, services of another quarterback. But I think Tyrod has age on his on his side. Twenty eight, he does. You've got these other guys. You look at a Brady or a or an Eli, and they're getting up there. They're not going to play forever. Well, just think about what you just said. You're looking at a Brady or an Eli. Are you including Taylor in the conversation with Brady and Eli Manning? Once they age out, <laughs> they've okay. got to oh, age Just out. by age only. Yeah, so I'm well, saying. The reason why why Brady is in that conversation is he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Right. Eli has won two Super Bowls. Right. So I don't think now when if Taylor does anything like that, then at 38 you turn around and you say you got to stick by him. He's a leader. He's experienced. Right. He knows. But he has not. He's not even in that conversation. No, yet. no, I no. don't think so. So once they age out of it, is what I'm saying. And yeah, he's, he's, he's got many years. He's left. maturing. He's maturing. You know, and and he's learning. Uh, you know, I remember when Michael Vick came into the league. You know, and 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 the guy was so great on his feet. He was so gifted and such a great runner and athlete. But was he a great quarterback? And there's a there's a, a significant difference because there's been guys people don't realize that back in the day with Joe Namath. Joe Namath was an option quarterback at Alabama. He was a threat to run the ball. He sprinted out with the ball and had to read the defense and pitch it or keep it. He kept the ball and ran. Joe got his knees so banged up at Alabama, by the time he got into the NFL, he no longer ran the ball. But he was a great athlete who could run the ball when he was running that when Bear Bryant's offense back in those years. So, you know... Watching Michael Vick come into the league and knowing what a threat he was, if you gave that guy an inch, he could run the ball. But how often are you going to have a quarterback run the ball up the field and take those types of hits and still be able to play quarterback without getting injured? So they usually don't want that athlete to run unless he has to. I think Taylor's learning a little more when to pick and choose and run the ball, certainly to slide a little more you know, and, and do things. But the, the real question is, is he the guy that when you walk in the huddle, there's that great story about uh, Joe Montana. I don't know if you remember the story, um, but Montana, uh, during the big drive uh, to win the Super Bowl, that he throws, I think he throws the ball to uh, uh, um, his tight end and, 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 and wins the game at the, the last play or very near the end of the play. But anyway, the point of it was they had kicked the ball. The, the, the uh, 49ers get the ball on like their own 18 
And Montana walks into the huddle, and you can see the, the trepidation on their face. This was the 49ers. They were behind, and there was like two minutes left in the game or less. And Montana went, all right, listen, everybody, calm down. Calm down. We are going to win this game. We're going to win the game. And then he turned around, he looked over his shoulder, and he saw John Candy standing on the sidelines. On the Uncle San, Buck. On, on, the, on the San Francisco sidelines. And he looks at everybody in the huddle and goes, look, John Candy. John Candy's on the sidelines. And they all looked over at Candy, and they looked back at Montana like, what are you talking? But he calmed everyone down. Uh... And then he turned around, he called his first play, he called his second play, they marched up the field. He throws the pass at the end and wins the game, and they win the Super Bowl. That's a later. But that, but that's a guy, when he said, don't worry, we're going to win this game, they believed him. Yeah. Do you walk into a huddle as Taylor right now with experienced veteran players, and when they walk in this 28-year-old kid who's not quite proven that he's right. a guy who can walk in a huddle and say, don't worry, we're going to win this game. They need to get a guy while they're on the rise now, that can do that. Hopefully he becomes that guy mm-hmm. that when he looks at his players and says, we got this, let's go, they get fired up and they believe in him and they know that he's going to throw the right passes and call the right plays, call the right audibles, eat the ball when he needs to, throw it away and not throw interceptions or do stupid things. I don't know that he's that guy yet. I hope he is. Mm-hmm. Well, we're taking your calls, taking your texts. Of course, 4ESPN44 is the number here on the Daniel Baldwin Show, 2880644 on Twitter at ESPN Syracuse. Looking through last night's Bills. What? You're thumbing up? You're giving them the thumbs up? I just gave Larry a nice smile. And he gives you the he thumbs smiled up. He smiled yeah. back at me and gave me that. Yeah. That's Larry. That's, That's Larry for you. ESPN Syracuse on Twitter. You're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Game day coverage of Syracuse football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by CNYRealtor.com and Geico. We are the pulse of the orange. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. The Crunch are in place, Bell, for the first time ever tonight against the Laval Rocket. Join us on ESPN Radio starting at 645 with Countdown to Crunch Time on ESPN Radio. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hello! I don't get a headset today, so... Oh my God, what are we doing? It happens all the time. I see how it is. What are we no, doing? Larry! 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 Uh, does that fall under you or producer? It's producer. Well, I figured. I was going to say. I was going to say. He's going to just do the wave at us today, huh? I know. He doesn't want to be involved. How did, uh, how did last night go? You know... Please do. <laughs> I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump over to uh, last night. So I get the memo. You know, man. You, listen, we really want you to show up at this event. You know, so the 30 and 30 last night. And um, and I go. Uh, now, now, first, I gotta say, I thought it was gonna be like you know they said it's it's the world premiere. So it for is. me, in my experience of my field, uh, which I don't have your expertise in radio. Um, you know, a red carpet event or a world premiere is paparazzi. Yeah, no, we do things a little different here. <laughs> and, and and so I, I, I get there, and there's a parking spot available right in front of the door. That that was a first red flag Boom. for me. So I look at the parking spot, and I thought, oh, well, they must be obviously holding that for the world. <laughs> <laughs> Security has been that instructed be to, have that, to have that spot for me, of course. So uh, uh, I, my wife and I, we pull up, we come in, and there's... Uh, some guys and they're eating uh, uh, chicken wings, yeah, and um, square little small pieces of pizza, yeah. And they're in kind of looks like a, it almost looked like you walked into a pizzeria. You know, yeah. there was like tables lined up, and and uh, there was a, a little greeting desk where you had your name on there. And I looked at the person that, uh, and they said, "Yeah, no, that's okay. You you can go in." I said, "Oh, good." Mm. 
I'm glad I didn't have to pay the cover. <laughs> and so so I, I immediately think to myself, you know, I didn't eat. I thought this would be, you know, there'd be food. There yeah, and, right. so, and there was. Uh, so I went back to the chicken. There was, um, at, the edges were all taken off the last square pizza. <laughs> and you know how pizza sits for a long time and it gets really soggy? Yeah. So I went to lift one piece because I was really hungry. Yeah. And I'm a diabetic, so, you know, if I don't eat at certain times when it starts, I feel that feeling. I have to have something, so I can go to pick up this piece of pizza. And it was literally like picking up a paper towel that was soaked, oh, you know. It just, no. it just, cru- it just oh, fell no. in my hand. <laughs> so that wasn't going to happen. So I'm in search of the wings. So much so that I'm willing to, like, do, hey, look at that guy, and grab the guy's wings. And grab somebody's wings on me. Yeah, because yeah, sure. there were guys that had definitely more wings than they needed. <laughs> There were guys that definitely had more wings than it. Then there was the guys who worked for the station yeah. that were at the event, but they weren't, you know, like big guys like Larry. Yeah. And they had wing plates stashed. You could see that they were kind of eyeing, you know, they're looking over. Look at my wings, man. Don't be messing with those So wings. they had planned ahead for when they can eat those wings, they will have right. the wings ready. Right. Gotcha. Now, okay. you got to remember what we're dealing with here. I'll go sit and wing it up with anybody, you know, they can drink. I'll just have a soda. Mm-hmm. I don't drink alcohol. And, uh, and and put them with Robin. Yeah. Now Robin is a princess. Yeah. Let's face facts. You know, yeah. Robin is is definitely and and deservedly so. She is my little angel. Sure. I love her and sure. I cater to her every need. Mm-hmm. Larry. Larry. So, Robin takes one look at the pizza and she goes, <laughs> "I have to have something to eat." And I went, "Okay, honey. Well, mm-hmm. you know, we'll we'll see if we can order, you know, some mufu poo <laughs> and have it have it delivered or whatever it is we have right, to yeah. do. <laughs> right. Let's go see what's going on here, though. Yeah. What it is so." Now, I'm kind of looking at, at, at the crowd that's there, and, and I walked into, you know, snaked my way around, and I walked into where we're going to play the movie. And uh, it, it's like a 40-seater, you yeah. know? I mean, and so and I didn't realize, I thought we were going to be, you know, we're at the landmark. No, you know, no. We're at, we're at no, no. Big we, no, we... we <laughs> so, low you know, scale. It, it, was, it was like, uh, you know, when I, when I used to do theater in New York, um, you know, and you did like off, off Broadway, you mm-hmm. know, where it was a very small yes. venue. That's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of, you know, hear ye, hear ye. That's what it is. It's a very little like a uh, black box theater it kind is. of situation. It, it, yeah. it, it, it reminded me very much of that. So uh, I realized, and, and, and I had no intention of staying for the whole film anyway, mm-hmm. um, um, because my children, I could only get a sitter for two hours. So now I've got to figure out how do I get done my obligation here, get food in Robin and get 45 minutes back home before the sitter's mother's going to call me sure. and say, hey, she has school tomorrow. Yeah. So so then Axe comes out. And Axe, Axe is coming out and he's going to do, you know, a little, I guess, a show. you know, A or Q&A something. or something, well, right? He's going to do a Q&A after. Oh, so, okay. So then it, it, it's been brought to my attention. You will actually be speaking at this. You know, we're going to have you go up there. So I said, great. I got, I, you know, you named the sport. I got a story I can tell you. I've been mm-hmm. around a lot. So I'm going to tell them my uh, uh, my wrestling story about I'm, I worked with Big John Stud and yeah. and you know and, and in this story thinking that this will be a fun impressive story it went nowhere. Gotcha. I tell I tell the story and the reaction from the crowd pretty much was yeah great can you put Axe on now can you put Axe back on please right. nothing I mean the room fell dead it was like doing you know political humor in so Alabama so- you know. I mean, it was it just wasn't good. So the great one shows up. He he finds a great parking spot. Cannot find a piece of pizza to save the his great life. Definitely one, no wings. The great one not only has the hottest girl with him, he mm. has one of the only girls with one him. One of no, three, no, from the, what I gather. No women. Yeah. No women. Which brings up another subject that we'll talk about. It was was the you know the the new fund, the Get Larry Laid fund. Get Larry Laid. Hashtag <laughs> so, Get Larry Laid. Hashtag. So so uh, I sit and I and and we and I watch uh, Axe come out and Axe comes out. 
with the cape and the white wig mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the whole bit, and he and he's you know he's going he's getting into it. He yeah. is in the theater. He program. is. Oh, he is. He absolutely is. And sure. I thought to myself, man, I should have come ready. You know, I wanted to turnbuckle him and body slam him, and, and let's mm-hmm. me and Axe yeah, go yeah, yeah. at it. Let's go for it. And I talked to Axe, by the way, about you know some of the things that are going on here, and mm. you know, and I just wanted to make sure that we paved the friendship path right yes. now because it's not my fault what could happen. Yeah, it's not my fault what could happen. Thank you. It's, it, it isn't, you know. And, and if, if they decide to give the pay hike to producer of the future, Larry, I think so. And you and I, our own show, mm. and we're inching our way as the number one show in this time slot. Thank you. And 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 marching our way consistently every day, absolutely, into possibly overtaking Axe. Now, of course, again. Let's reiterate, we will never ever approach the vast millions worldwide that listen to Josh's show in the morning. Thank you so but much. we're not in competition with them. No. That's a rock and roll, you know, a slinging it from the hip kind of show that's really not sports oriented, which is why this show is so different because you've got a schmuck from Hollywood that moved to central New York who happens to know a little bit about sports. And then I got Josh, who's not the biggest sports guy. Don't know but, a thing. But knows a lot about life. Thank you. Knows a lot about life. And then, of course, Larry. So at any point during you sitting there in the 40-seat theater with cold pizza and Brent Axe in a costume, did you have the thought of, oh, I've made a terrible mistake? Has that happened at all? Uh, you know, I didn't think I made a terrible mistake. There were a few ideas that went through my head. Is my car safe? <laughs> Has anyone you seen know, Larry? Is, is, my, is my car safe? <laughs> and then I started thinking to myself, well, there's only a couple of girls here. One is is a girl that's with her father. Yeah. So I'm thinking she's out. She's out. And then the other girl seemed to be a couple, you like know, a with, girlfriend with or a wife. Yeah. And they were and they were definitely wrestling fans. Yes. They were wrestling. I fans. saw a photo s- of the room and I go, oh, there's no pickets they, for Larry. They in smelt there. of wrestling. <laughs> so so I I I thought to myself, you know, Robin knew the mission. Yeah. Oh, Robin, Robin, will walk right, Robin will walk right up to the hot girl and go, hey, I'm Robin Baldwin. How you doing? Have you met Larry? Oh. You know, so she was fully prepared to be to be Larry's liaison. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But that just wasn't going to happen there. So we wondered, we actually whispered to each other one moment after Axe was up there, you know, screaming and yelling with the white wig on. Yeah. Um, I, I said to her, I go, should we get Larry and get him out of here? Do we need to get Larry out of here? Second location. Well, you know what? Let's walk into the restaurant. Maybe we have Robin go sit with him at the bar, and then we'll like, she'd be like, no, no, he's just my friend. He's single. So it was a quick decision from Robin. She was like the Libra scale. She went, hmm, lunch, with, lunch dinner with you alone. Get Larry late. Okay, let's go to dinner. Yeah, and so, so you were dropped. And so that was out. That was out. It's a rain check. Mm-hmm. Robin still professes her love for Larry, and that she's going to uh, see, maybe have Larry over when we have people over. Oh. Larry hobnobbing. I'll be uh, busy that night. No, you will not. Larry, why? Why do you do that? Why do you rain on your own parade? I don't like meeting people. You don't like meeting me. You just wanted to send the pictures. In, <laughs> yeah. He just wanted you to hand deliver a nude woman. Wow. To his studio apartment. He's a very busy guy. He's been very hand busy. delivering for quite some time, ah! I might add. Thank you. Check, please. Try the veal. It's the best in the city. You, Larry, you've got to go over to Daniel Baldwin's house. Larry, you're not coming over? I've got a 200-year-old house that yes. I've just redone the entire thing. Imagine. All on the money that, that, that the great Ed Levine pays me. By oh, the way. of course. Have oh. you been paid in the last month or so? Uh, I, well, I get my morning show money. I get, you know, it's... You do? That's a... i got to figure out how that works. <laughs> Larry, you've got to go over to Daniel Baldwin's house. He's got a boat? Yeah, I'll go if there's uh, spaghetti. i got a boat that's sunk. He's got a boat that's sunk? <laughs> got a sunk boat, Larry. Yeah. Oh, Larry. <laughs> 
I like it. All right, well, hashtag co- get Larry laid is the is the driving force. Yeah, can we get some tweets on suggestions? Maybe we should post a picture of Larry. No, no, we uh, should not do no, that. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> That That's one only hurt our so cause. Terrible. <laughs> how do you? How, I'm sorry. <laughs> we will come back and talk as you going down to Florida State. Coming up next, you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Funny Radio. Stuff. Funny stuff. Did you miss in the booth with Matt Park? How about uh, Carlos Correa going right into marriage proposal? You can't go into a party that's not about you and do that. You think that took from the team celebration? Was he going to do it if they lost? Wait till tomorrow. <laughs> do it at the parade. And the Dodgers have won the World Series. <laughs> hey, sweetheart. Uh... <laughs> In the booth, two to three weekdays. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. The home of the Giants. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is a special presentation. The Daniel Baldwin Show. So I had a guy come up to me at the event um, last night. And he said, he was just... Big hulking guy, yeah. you know, and he definitely was a haystacks Calhoun, you know, type of cat. And he said to me, he goes, "Man, I love your voice on the radio." Whoa! He said, and my yeah. wife looked at him like, "Ooh, furry fella." Very nice. Furry fella liking my voice. Very nice. Yeah, he really liked my voice. He liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Slow it down for him right but, now. You know, I used to get in the beginning. I, I've had a, a pretty good career in voiceovers i've said um some things that uh you probably don't realize that i am either one of the people to say or one of the first people ever to say Mm? that are household things no for instance go ahead the card the american express card don't leave home without it wow that's a big one that's a big one larry i have also been known to say chevy like a rock that was a big one. Big one. Six years of saying Mitsubishi, built for a living. Oh, you jumped from Chevy over to Mitsubishi? Oh, yeah. I had to jump ship. Yeah. You know why? Because Alex stole Chevy. Oh, yeah. I he said, why voice. would you want to pay him all the dough <laughs> when we sound so much alike? You can get the same voice for half the price. Half. You can have it for 10%. Hey-o! Hey-o! Hey-o, Larry. Larry. <laughs> but just listen to the way you can rumble off. You can say Larry, or you can say Larry. Larry. Well, I'm, I've got to pull the auto. I'm not going to play it today, but you were singing me a floater song with a man named Larry. Oh, yes. Who tells how to get the ladies. We'll have that ready for Monday's show. Oh, please have that ready for Monday's show. So you, on this morning show, mm-hmm. on the great K-Rock Josh show. Thank you. Uh, you had Coach Papers on the I line. did. We talked on Friday morning, and he brought up a couple of good things, too, as we head down to Florida. He brought up something I hadn't thought about. So you remember how all week long we've been talking about how the Seminoles were just murdered by BC. BC just beat the heck out of them. They beat them up. 30, I brought that up 35 to, to 3, I think. Something, yeah. I brought that up to him. I go, did, did that have any, uh, uh, any you know, uh, have you planned accordingly because of how they played this past week? And he goes, well, you got to take something to account. That's a false score. The team, Florida, pretty much gave up halfway through the game. He said they are playing in the cold up in BC. They didn't want to be playing in the cold up in BC. And if you watch the game, they kind of give up. So he, I think, is a lot more worried about Florida tomorrow than, than we are. 
Well, yeah, I would. I would have to say, obviously, when you take a lot of guys that are running around in shorts and yeah. t-shirts all the time, that 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 would be a factor. But what jumps out at me more is the fact that the coach said they gave up by halftime. So does that not suggest if we can jump on them early? Is it the weather, or is it if you beat them up quick? I think gonna... if you beat them up quick, I think that's what I think that's kind of the uh, subtext it, of that. It sounds to me that's what he's talking about. You know, I, I like the idea. If we get in there and we go, we we take them on quick. We play fast in the beginning. That's how that's how SU has won every single of their big wins. Is they get a quick start, they get a fast start, and then they go from there. Another thing he also said, Daniel Baldwin, which I am surprised you agree with. He likes ketchup on hot dogs. You know what? I got to tell you, I'm a ketchup dog man. Wow, Larry! I'm a ketchup. It's offensive, dog man. is it not, Larry? It's extremely offensive. Ketchup does not belong on hot dogs at all. Ooh. <laughs> Period. End of story. Debate you, over. You hear that delivery? Wow. You hear that delivery, Daniel? Wow, did you hear how affirmative it was? <laughs> it was very. It was no question it was, about it. It was, it was strong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a little attracted to you oh, right there from wow. over there. Oh. Wow. Right, you're the first. <laughs> wow. It's, it's, not, it's not over. You know, we, we could see. But, uh, but the game tomorrow, 12-20, looking at Florida State. Coming off a of BC beatdown, Coach Baber's claiming that is you know a weather thing, but I think he's also kind of strategized going forward. Well, they got some things to look forward to too, too though. You know, for Syracuse and a couple of things that uh, Florida State you know has to worry about. Defensive end Kendall Coleman is back, returning into the lineup. Uh, you know, and this is this is a, a good news for Syracuse. I mean, he can apply some pressure. He's a uh, he's healthy, so he's well rested. You know, there's something to be said about being dinged up too. You know, when you, especially when you're playing a physical line position or a linebacker, anyone that has that high collision rate. Um, So, you know, that that's great news for the Orange. Um, Florida State redshirt freshman quarterback James Blackman has uh, uh, he better have eyes in the side of his head. Yeah, he better have eyes in the side of his head. They're going to come after him Mm -hmm. for sure. They're going to try to pressure him. He's a redshirt freshman quarterback. He doesn't have a lot of experience, and they're not very successful right now as a program. So there's got to be a lot of heat on on this guy. I would imagine that Florida State is going to have a different coach next season, if not before the end of this year. Wow. If they lose this game to Syracuse, here's a prediction for you. If Florida State loses at home to Syracuse, he's fired. That's your prediction. I, I they think, don't get the rest of the season. I think they fire him. I think that they, they would they would they would have two wins and five losses. Paulie. And he'd be gone. <laughs> I caught that. So Larry. Larry. Who was that? Paulie. It was Paulie? It was Paulie. He runs, uh, he, he pushes the buttons and runs things in here. I like Paulie. He was just peering through the window. <laughs> Paulie, I don't get to really see Paulie. Oh. I was told to move over to be closer to you, by the way, so Larry can make more eye contact. Oh. And I didn't, I didn't take direction. No, you did not. I didn't so, take okay. direction. Florida State has not won at home. SU has no. not won on the road. Something has to happen tomorrow down in Florida. Well, you know, I think that based on the record, we had this conversation in an earlier show where we talked about a guy that's, uh, you know, one for 20 at bat, and they say, well, he's due for a hit. Why is he due for a hit? Yeah. He's, he's hitting terribly. He sucks. So. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> he sucks. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He sucks. <laughs> so, so on the Josh, he sucks yeah, theory, right. Florida State sucks right now. Yeah, they suck and at home. And Syracuse. Played a good game against Miami, a huge earlier upset against the number two ranked and former national champion. So 
I would think, according to the he sucks theory, mm-hmm. Syracuse is going to go down there and put a number on him. One thing I didn't know that I learned from Coach Babers this morning is that he, in his coaching career, has never beat Florida State. Never. With any team. He has never beat Florida State. He told me that on the phone this morning. Wow. So I think he's going down there with a chip on his shoulder, ready to win. Well, I mean, certainly he has to put that on his resume, doesn't he, that he's beat Florida State? He wants that, yes. Because people are already talking about when he moves on, Daniel. They're already saying who's going to come. Saying that? Oh yeah, they're who's already saying, saying it. They're saying, saying it this that? year. They're saying if this, if the, if somebody offers him a big job, Tennessee offers him a big job. If somebody in the Big Ten is offers Tennessee him a, job? a better job, is Tennessee really a, to, to to be the Volunteers coach? Is that a better job than being the guy in in the state of New York? Really? I think if I don't think talks, it is. I have money. Not only the Florida, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a team that, you know, but Tennessee hasn't been a good football team consistently winning since I was in high school. The Florida job he has eight to one odds to get. He's not going to get that job. The Vegas odds are eight to one. Okay, so, but you, with the storied history of Florida, yeah. with the amount of recruiting that you get that comes with that and drawing guys to come play in Florida versus playing in Syracuse, as a coach, you get, but also take a look at the pressure. Look, he comes up here and he takes us to a bowl game with only six wins this year, and he's a big hit. Mm-hmm. You know, he has to look at that. Now, I don't know what happens when it comes to endorsement deals and subsidiary money that these guys can make. I would imagine that Florida probably plays, probably pays their their coaches more than they pay at Syracuse University. Sure. So, with that said, I mean, he has to think about his family and he has to think about those things. We had this conversation about Girardi. You know, and what would happen maddeningly? Does he leave? Does he go to the booth? You know, I don't know what his personal needs are, but certainly if he builds his program and they continue to grow the way he is, hey, listen, there's something about being the biggest fish in that pond, too. You know, and he, yeah. I mean, he's not going to surpass Jim Beheim until he wins a couple of national titles. Right. But they could work side by side and build something up here that's special. I don't think that that's, that's eluded him. I think that. You know, I don't think he's a jump ship. If he, if they win nine next year, you think he's gone? I think if the right money talks, I think that if you he's making two and a half right now. He's one and a half million, and then another million probably with endorsements and whatnot. So two and a half million. Somebody comes in and offers him four million. Maybe he takes it. I don't know. I got to hit spots though. We will come back. What's your opinion? Two eight eight zero six four four is the text line. Daniel Baldwin Show, ESPN Radio, Syracuse. Sunday, the Giants are at home against the LA Rams. Pre-game at noon, Big Blue plays here. ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is a special presentation, The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hello! And welcome back. Uh, And and to pick up a couple of things that could be factors in the game uh, when Syracuse plays Florida State tomorrow. Syracuse has a number of Florida athletes on their roster. Their quarterback, Jawan Dowles. Our tight end, Revion Pierce. And these guys, when they get to go home and they get to play in front of people that they know and family, it's important to them to play well. Oh, good point. So, so you know, I, I don't know how many athletes from the Syracuse or state of New York that Florida State has, but I will grant you this favor. Not many. Oh. So, and Syracuse has a number of other athletes, but for those two, um, look for them both to play well and stomp. Stomp hard. Dungy, he has to stretch the field tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He has to stretch the field out with his legs. Um, I think that they have to worry about downfield coverage, Florida State. And when they do cover well, this guy can run the ball. Um, it'll be a matter of turnovers and special teams along with how many yards does Dungy run the ball for. I believe that that will be the deciding factors and the great one. 
will have a prediction. Ooh. The great one will have a prediction. Did you catch Syracuse University basketball? They cruise in their opening exhibition game against Southern New Hampshire. 84 to 54. Does this matter? Does it matter? I think it was the first look at the team, and I think people were excited about that to see. Uh, I heard uh, the great Bren X, uh, who fears the Daniel Baldwin trail. I heard him talking about it. This is a good look at the team, and it was a good way to see the team's going to need to grow a little bit, and you get a chance to see uh, you know, where they go from here and who's, who's, got, who's fresh, who's young, who's kind of a you know, senior. So isn't isn't it really more about breaking in their shoes? It's breaking, yeah. It's just it's breaking a, in the it's shoes. Warming up. At the, one point, Coach Beheim uh, instituted the full court press. I think it was about a, a nine and a half minute period that he just stuffed them with mm-hmm. pressure. And which Syracuse went on a twenty five to three run during this time. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I agree with you. I think that Coach Beheim is probably looking at a lot of young talent who gels together, who complements each other, who plays well together. So he's got to find his, his his guys that gel together, and that's probably what it was more about than anything else. I think so, too. And it's just a quick look at the team. <coughs> Do you believe? Ice hole is prepared! How's yours? Quatrains from the Great One. What is this? It's time for Nostra Daniel. The Great One is poised in the place of bowls where they play the Knolls. It will be a bit grungy. Bet it all on Dungy. The Great One has predicted Syracuse wins the game on the road in Florida State. Now, as an extra, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you. Go. This is a very rare. I'm back out of Nostradamus. I've come out of the trance. Oh, Thank wow, you. yes. The I smoke is clear. I feel better. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State minus 27 against UMass. Bet your car. That Mississippi State wins this game by 40 points. Mm. Mississippi State is a lock. Oh! <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here, folks. Well, all right. We're going to head out, hand it over to the uh, phenomenal Brent X. We'll be back Monday, 3 o'clock, right here on ESPN Radio Syracuse, at ESPN Syracuse on Twitter, whenever you need to get in touch with us. We'll talk to you guys then. So long.